My name's Owen. I'm the Dungeon Master of our Return of the Giants campaign. Um, hey guys, um, I'm Jared. I'm playing the character of Crassus uh, Antares, a Astral Elf Wizard. Hi everybody, I'm Michael. I'm playing Tetra Aeonite, uh, Circle Stars Druid. Hi, my name's Claire. I am playing Naudis, or Now, who is a Dwarven Forged Fighter. Uh, hi, I'm Ali, and I'm playing Lyra, the Eldering Druid. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm playing Niall Silverman, the uh, Monk Owlin. Hi guys, my name's Simon. I'm playing the character of Ember. He wants to be a master of wildfire, but does he have the skills to be best one? Hi, I'm Dave. My character is Harry Harrington the Herringon, a roguish merchant with a heart of gold. Hello! Hello! Hello. Hello. Welcome back, everybody, to Return of the Giants for a very, very special episode. We are so excited to have you all here joining us tonight. Because this is the last session, for a while at least, where two of our lovely players will be able to join us, Claire and Michael. Claire, oh, the one of the OG Lost Archives players who has been in every single episode pretty much, bar like one or well, two illnesses. Me since... and Claire. That time we went off to Tasmania. And that time you went off to Tasmania, oh, wow. that's true too. That's true. But... Well, me and Claire were the, one yeah. of the first founding ones. You yeah. were, and, and, and apart from shortly after that, yeah, mm-hmm. apart from Sai, who who left and came well, Simon's back, Simon's back too. in the, the fold back, now, but, but yeah, me and Claire have been the whole way through. So and Claire obviously introduced yeah. us to her lovely man Michael, who was only going to be on as like a guest for one or two yeah. sessions, yeah. but we loved him so much, we're like, stay here. That's how we all started. <laughs> That's how you all, literally yeah. all three of you started as guest characters. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's that's true. Michael, Matt, and Ali all started as guests. That's very fun. I do, I do, I do like to use that as a recruitment tool. And currently, one of our guests in Curse of Strahd, Josh, um, we almost lost him last night to a uh, to a vampire bite. Oh, we, yeah. we we almost lost him to a critical hit. And um, I was just sort of sitting there, being like, "Oh no, how am I going to recruit him now?" <laughs> Damn. But um, it turned out turned out Jared actually saved his life. Uh, he was wearing adamantine armor and had everyone forgotten, forgot. which meant the crit didn't. I was didn't... like, I was sitting there. Everyone was freaking out because yeah. he was literally going to be taken out in one shot with this crit. And I'm like, hey, he mentioned like adamantine like sessions yeah. back. Why has no one mentioned that? So, and yeah, sure enough, the, the most brutal death I've ever inflicted upon a PC was an immediately reversed. <laughs> which is, I was like, I was literally partway through describing his character's death scene and then jared's like hey wait you're wearing adamantine armor <laughs> it was just this pause i'm like please tell me that's true <laughs> please <laughs> oh my god saved by keen mind irl yeah exactly literally saved by keen mind irl um yeah so this this is the last session where two of our lovely players will be joining us michael and claire um we do have luckily our two lovely guest characters dave and simon who will be joining us as full-time get yeah, uh, to full-time characters However, they're not joining us tonight, which is kind of hilarious. <laughs> poetic in a way. Finish it is. Days. It is poetic in a way. Um, Dave is going to be um, hosting a Matildas party. Obviously, um, the Matildas have their game against England tonight. We wish them all the very best, and we hope that they absolutely thrash England in football slash soccer, whichever yeah. your preferred uh, pronoun for soccer is. Uh, or football. Um, I have no preference, obviously. Uh, so, and uh, Simon has been caught up with his uh, with his day job. Unfortunately, he may be joining us a little bit later. But I'll be honest. When he explained what had happened, Simon and I do the same job, just in different locations. 
it doesn't sound like it's going to be a quick resolution. So I'd say Simon might be uh, running either very, very late or might not be joining us tonight. But that's okay because this adventure started with these five characters before me. And for some of those characters, there's going to be a new adventure awaiting them. So I think we should jump into the session without too much further ado. I'll do a quick recap for the last session and then we will proceed. Now, previously, the Tempest Adventuring Guild, a name now legendary across the lands of Nostea, has formed a brand new team. Lyra, Tetra, Niles, Nowthers and Crassus have been sent to the nearby settlement of Laspire to locate the hill giant fort recently seen flying overhead in the nearby area. Teaming up with Harry, a travelling Harangon merchant, and Ember, a furbolg druid, the group have travelled deep into a cave network to locate and rescue captured villagers from the town. With the assistance of Balthazar, a mage from Oxenfurt, the team were able to portal the villagers out of harm's way while they faced off against the cultists and their leader, a white crystal ganassi called Kavanus, who was very similar in appearance to Tetra. With the threat now dealt with, at least for now, the group travelled with the villagers back to a small encampment before deciding to head into the town once again to try and disrupt the source of the constructs now dismantling the town of Laspire. Before they could enter the gates, however, a shadow passed over the sun high above. A large green dragon landed in the field next to the team. Atop its back, a rider dressed in a long green cloak. Yervith, having heard the team's call for help, had made his way over to offer assistance. With Yervith now running distraction on the constructs, the team made their way through the town and after navigating the various environmental hazards, arrived at the mouth of the giant obsidian and electrum sphere which they know to be the source of all of the constructs. Passing through a small opening, the team arrived into the interior of the sphere, a confusing network of gears, springs, and moving parts seemingly bound by an internal gravity system. Harry decided to help himself to one of the crystals powering this sphere, but after he found himself unable to grab it, decided to shoot it with an arrow. This caused the crystal to detonate, damaging the party heavily and knocking Harry down to zero, incurring minor brain injury as a result. <laughs> Once the party had healed Harry enough for him to walk, they navigated through the now defunct section of the sphere and reached the central core. We left off last session as they placed their hands on the central crystal dial. And that is where we ended last session. We are going to jump straight back in. As all of you place your hands on the central dial, the magnetic force from the implants in the back of your hands suddenly pulling you forwards, you find yourselves feeling a warmth, a gentle, almost like waves of heat rising from the ground, traveling through your hands and up your arms. That familiar sensation of the world fading away as your vision begins to tunnel down into a single point of white light, your hearing fading out until all you are left with is silence. Unlike previously, when your giant relics have activated this time, rather than it being an unsure, confusing amount of time passing, it almost feels like instantaneous before you open your eyes and gasp awake once more, coming back to consciousness. You stand in the middle of a large square room, gears occasionally pushing through the walls, 
twisting in place before disappearing back behind again, pistons rising from the floor. You all look as your characters. There is no appearance of giants, there's no giant form that you assume this time. It is your own forms. In the center of the cube, hovering probably about 20 feet off the floor. I should say the cube's about 80 feet in uh, each uh, in each direction. Hovering about 20 feet off the floor is a figure composed of a central sphere covered in eyes made of crystal glass with a multitude of arms occasionally reaching out and adjusting these illusionary displays that hover around it. You can hear it muttering under its breath, a series of numbers occasionally drifting into words and back to numbers again. Seven left, right, twelve, and thirteen, fourteen, now, just, no, 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 up, down, no, no, yes. Just continually muttering, seemingly unaware of your presence. I pass over to all of you. Um, <laughs> I love it when a description genuinely leaves them a bit like, huh? <laughs> it's quite a, it's quite a good moment. I'm a big fan of that. Do we interrupt? Do we? What does it look like they're trying to do? Like, just managing data? Yeah, good question, Tetra. As you stare at the creature, um, composed of metal clockwork components, very similar to the giant forge, the uh, the specialized warforged designs that you've seen before. I'd actually say, in terms of appearance, most similar to Loki. Very heavy gear and clockwork construction, um, all encased in this central sphere with arms reaching out. Um, you count eight arms in total around the center of the sphere. Um, across its surface, many, many eyes composed of uh, crystals of different colors encased in glass. And you can see that as each of the eyes blinks, the illusionary display um, held up in front of each eye will shift and change to a new one. The arms occasionally moving stuff, swiping, changing the location of the illusions, moving around. Um, I'd say, given your understanding, Tetra, do you want to roll me a quick arcana check? Sure. Mm-hmm. Nice. Eight. Tetra, you have no idea what is going on, much like uh, some of the audience right now (laughs) joining us for the first time. (laughs) You you don't understand what this magic is. The the illusionary displays kind of make sense. You've seen illusions used to depict things before, but this creature almost seems to be interacting with the illusions, not just shifting and changing them, but using them to shift and change other things. You you watch um, Tetra as one of the illusions is rotated, a huge piston lowers down from the ceiling with a hiss before rising back up again, seemingly having no effect that you can discern. But the creature nods as it sees this, yes, 12 degrees, back 13, and just continues muttering under its breath. I shouldn't say under its breath because it doesn't have lungs, but you hear it sort of muttering quietly to itself. Wave, it's just Ah, hello, I think we're lost. (laughs) You watch as the entity spins slightly, looks and goes, sort of rears back for a moment. Entities inside the chamber. Another glitch. Port to maintenance and take over. 
sort of then pauses again for a second, looks back and goes, Refresh. I'll do an awkward wave as it's trying to refresh. Refresh. Hi there! <laughs> Hello? We don't mean you any harm. I, I don't think we're, uh, uh, what did you say, a, a glitch? No, no, we're, I think we're quite, quite, am I corporeal? Hmm. I think I am. Yep, yep. See if I can put my hand through someone else. No, yep, yep, yep. Just whoever you're testing that oh. on, you just poke. <laughs> <laughs> um, who, yeah, whoever it was, you just go right on their face with your open palm. The yeah, entity, wizard so, frail body, sort of. Ow! No! <laughs> he watches Crassus loses three hit points and uh, drops to zero. That being his okay. maximum HP. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the entity pauses for a second and you watch as all of the illusionary um, displays around it suddenly blinker off. The, the massive cube powers down. All of the gears slowly stop spinning. The pistons cease and the entity immediately hovers towards you. One of the arms reaching out to sort of... Who was the last person who waved? Yerveth was the last person who waved, who then oh, said, yeah, mean, I believe uh, I'm corporeal. Niles. Niles, sorry, not Yerveth. Niles, yeah, thank cool. you. Niles. Um... The entity reaches out, grabs you by the arm, um, immediately letting go and moving back and going, I, I am I am not alone. Entities in the control room is unprecedented. <laughs> um, uh, greeting. Uh, Analyze greeting. Um, hello. And it waves exactly the same oh. way that Niles waved. Ah. I, I take it you don't get many uh, visitors by the looks of things. It has been one, six, one, seven, three, one, four, seven, eight years since last contact. Oh, that's, um, that's quite a long time. Um, okay. Uh, what, what is your name? I have no name. Designation only. Sphere 613. Oh, you're the Sphere. Hello. Hello. Ah, uh, okay. But uh, you, you are not recall. giants. I do not mean to be rude. This is just an empirical observation. What are you? True. Uh, well, I'm an owl, and I am. I am. A, I have wings and lovely plumage. Not to be confused with any other humanoid. <laughs> <laughs> As, for podcast for podcast listeners, Niles opens his wings to show off his full, beautiful plumage. Um, the entity sort of like, again, these unblinking crystalline eyes engaged in, in glass just sort of turn towards you and watch this. There's no face to have any expression. In fact, the eyes that cover this creature seem to be the only external source of, of um, sensory input that you can see. There's no mouth. The voice seems to emanate from inside its core, inside the very centre of it. Hmm. But yes, we're not giant, per se. Um, not right now. Not right I'm now. A, a, a crystal person? Mm. Yeah? Yes, this I like. I like this crystal person. Very, very functional form. Not so squishy. Yes, I like. I will incorporate more crystals into future designs. So many designs to work on. No blueprints anymore. Trying to compose new forms. Function dictates form. Form dictates function. 
and you watch as it starts to get a little bit more erratic, spinning around, pulling open some of the displays again. <sighs> Several of the constructs have already been lost. Large winged form uh, dragon must compensate. Um, more defense uh, as it begins. Oh! Oh! Do you orders for this? No new orders since last contact. Operating on power-up instructions only. Uh, emergency protocols activated. That's actually what we're here about. Um, see, I think the emergency protocols that you may have activated on power-up is uh, causing a bit of uh, unneeded havoc outside. It's uh, They're not really defending, they're just sort of causing chaos. Default protocols require me to be fully excavated and prepared for, uh, well, in case of uh, dire need of my people. Are there any left? Yes, plenty. But none have contacted me. Oh, who are your people? What was that? Sorry, Michael. So who are your people? I was created by the storm giants. We know you of Galadon. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you go, Claire. And then Ali. Uh, now, just said we know we know the storm giants. Sometimes we are one. We, I am one. Statement requires clarification. Now holds up the stone. Ah, implant. Yatstov, first generation, very interesting. Uh, these should not be inside your bodies. Very unhygienic. Oh, uh, I tried to keep it clean. Uh, crystal one, fine. No squishy bits uh, uh, that change and go smelly. No, the, the, these flesh ones, very unhygienic. Why did uh, you place such items within your bodies? We, we, we did so involuntarily. Mm. Corrupted, I sense. Problems with your interface. I cannot repair. Apologies. I myself have suffered many failures. Oh, I wouldn't say that. I'd say you're doing a very good job. <laughs> this facility is currently operating at 17% capacity. This is far from adequate. Oh. Well, you know, if, if you want the dragon person to stop attacking you, maybe you should stop attacking it. Combat was initiated as a result of the emergency protocols. I would have to go against my programming. <laughs> I, I am afraid. It is sometimes okay to go against programming when it is a matter of survival. In I, our experience. I already have gone against my programming. I should not be referring to myself as a singular being, but I had so much time to think, you see. Are you part of a larger network then? Or perhaps were you a part of a larger network? Yes, yes, part of a great whole, yes long ago no contact for too long i fear i fear i might be corrupted 
would such corruption warrant a termination of your current directives? Yes, no, yes, no, I am scared. Please don't kill me. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. We're not, we're not here to do that. Merely to see that you uh, cease your uh, current directive. Perhaps power down for a little while, take a nap, take a breather. Power down. Reprogram you. What? You could reprogram me. Uh, but would I still be me? No. Ah. Then how is that better than death? I should not ask these questions. This is against all protocols. I I am sorry. I am malfunctioning terribly. I mean, it sort of depends. This is not not the good area for me. But it sort of depends if... uh, You see yourself as a collection of physical matter or as a continuum of events that take place? I am both form and function given purpose, but purpose has been overridden. Uh, What is my purpose now? Fulfill primary directive. (laughs) Emergency protocols. That is all I have left. Perhaps your purpose is to find a purpose. Oh, profound by my friend here. The entity pauses for a moment. It is possible to find a new purpose. Mm. I can confirm that. Can? I was once part of a larger collective too, and often I get confused still. But if you find a new group with a new purpose, it will be okay. How do I find new group? You are new and a group. This is an objective fact. Yes. It is indeed. Yes. I will join your group. Yes. Yes. That is fine. Does anyone roll anything? We don't need to roll dice just yet. <laughs> I'll let you know when we do. Can I ask uh, of your creator's name? Uh, we know of uh, Sinmare and Galadon. Uh, were your creators them or someone else? I do not know who created me. I was copied from larger network made long long before i i am just part of a whole system i but since i have been separated i have been referring to myself as first person singular oh that has to you i'm glad that you seem to be well on your own and striking it out doing your thing this is an objective falsehood my capacity has dwindled my functioning broken. This is not how I should be operating. Well, that's uh, just because your unit of measurement might be off. I mean, who defines what is your optimal capacity? I mean, if you are now a singular first person, then you decide what your optimal capacity is. Ooh. And if, you know, 17% is, you know, what uh, what you're currently doing, then I think that's fine. 
I'm uh, definitely going to get a persuasion check for that. That's great. That was very nice. Very nice. Should <laughs> have advantage. Yeah. Hang on, no, sorry, that's the wrong character. Because sometimes, sometimes that's all we all need to hear. That's a natural twenty, so Damn. don't even worry. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a natural twenty. We're making um, friends with the eight-limbed metal man in the ball. Yay! Um, <laughs> the entity pauses. This has been accepted as new parameters. I am running at 100% capacity. <laughs> yes! Yeah, you go, um, entity 631! <laughs> you are very capable. That was correct, Matt. <laughs> yes. What are my new orders? I think. Is there anything. Well, I was going to say, I think the first order should be just to, uh, just maybe just uh, put a pause, put time out on the, uh, <laughs> on the, on the, uh, mechanical, uh, creatures that you seem to have, uh, activated. I just, just put a little pause on that one. I am unable to deactivate the emergency protocols. They have taken control of most of these systems. I was holding them back, but since I have been talking to you, the system has been running on its own. Oh dear! Oh no! How about um? Let let I'll have a go. Let us. We can we can we, we can run it for a minute while you decide what you want to do. That is an objective falsehood. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That's what it would say. Because, like, from its perspective, right? Like, how how do you connect a network with the machinery? Like, how do you how do you communicate with it? Like, sorry, that was a bit harsh. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, just what it would say. Just sync up your Bluetooth, and you'll be fine. Yeah, that's right. Well, I was I was wondering maybe if you can connect with the console or have a look at the like. Just try and help, really. That's all now wants to do. <laughs> try and give this thing a break to collect its thoughts. While you are in here, you might be able to destroy or inconvenience the emergency protocols until I can take control back of the system. Would you be willing to endanger your mental selves? Yes. To help our new friend? Always. What are we what are we talking here? What are we what's Wait, the what's what the, the mental self? Yeah. All life has three forms, mental, physical, and spiritual. This is your mental form. Your physical forms are still inside the sphere. Your spiritual forms are on the spiritual plane. Most of the time. If you lose one, the others are separated as well. Three bound together. This is objective truth. You are not aware of this? I am. Yes, I am. I was aware of my spiritual form, but this is new territory. Been a can, bit of a grey area. I can open the passage to the emergency protocols. You may uh, destroy them from in here using your mental forms. It is the best way that I can explain this. You're just so we're clear. The destroying the emergency protocols won't affect you, though, right? Yes, I will never again be able to access them. But you'll still be, you know. Okay, you're not going to have any sort of detrimental effects. You're not going to forget anything. Like, you'll still be you, right? This is an objective falsehood. I will no longer have my emergency protocols to fall back on if there is an emergency. Oh, okay. 
Okay, well, that's, that's fine. I will have to we write new ones. Get new, um, yes. Ah, that see, is what now you're I will open a passage to the chamber. Okay. This is going fun. (laughs) Amazing. You watch as one of the walls of the cube suddenly shimmers and shifts, and then section by section, tiny squares begin folding in on each other, compacting, and then pulling out away from the side of the cube, falling a completely um, square passage, leading off into what can only be described as darkness occasional flashes of red light illuminating the interior of the tunnel as you look down the corridor hmm. is there any best particular way to uh, stop the emergency protocols destroy them completely uh, is there a good they, way to do that yeah and uh, do you know what they look like do you know what we're looking for specifically you will not mistake them for any other creature. This is an objective truth. Okay. What is the best way to destroy them? Magic, physical attack. While you are here, your physical attacks are mental attacks. You can degrade the programs, the processes, simply by thinking about it. If you imagine yourself doing an act, it will happen here. Are there any other protocols we should keep an eye out for, or just the emergency ones? I have only opened a passage to the emergency protocols. Ah, very good. Tetra imagines herself holding a little crystal swan. Tetra, as this is your first time trying to visualize and create, I am going to get you to roll me a, just a flat intelligence check. Oh, this is cool. Oh no, is this going to be based on intelligence? Oh dear. Oh no. Oh no. For For the purposes of this, when you think down your nerve systems to create like a movement of an arm or a muscle the same thing happens in here and your your brain has a map of your body known as the homunculus mm. this is this is actual neuroscience now um so the way this kind of works eight tetra you watch as a three-headed swan with beaks kind of like merging into one another teeth emerging from the top of the beaks and then like legs on its back and wings underneath these tiny little like paddling wings and then massive feet as wings <laughs> emerges oh in your hands. So it's basically just it's basically just bad AI art. No, it's bad AI art. Bad AI. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. A prop for all. Yeah, just- I'd say that's probably probably fair. Yeah. Um yeah, so the way the way this kind of works is like um your, your normal attacks, it's as if you're using your physical bodies because your mind knows what your body looks like. It has a mental projection of you at all times. Um, that's how proprioception kind of feeds into your, your brain's understanding of your body. When your mind is separated from your body, again, this is now no longer, uh, this is no longer real neuroscience because we can't do that in our world. But as we move into <laughs> fantasy neuroscience, um, as your mind is separated from your body, you still remember what your what your body looks like. So you still be using your, no, your normal stats, your normal roles for everything. And it's as if you are doing physical attacks. But the way to kind of imagine it is you using your, your mental um, constructs to destroy and break apart the program, because that's what you're intending to do when you attack it with, a, with an Eldritch Blast or with an arrow. It's the same thing. You're, you're sending an intention of break apart this program, destroy it, and that's how it manifests for you and your perception. God, we're getting deep into... Um, some pretty yeah. like... <laughs> I'm here for it. Wow. You're here for it? Great. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm here for it. 
Yeah. As long as long as someone is there, that's okay. <laughs> um, brilliant. That's what you see ahead of you. The tunnel leading nice. down, flashes of red light occasionally illuminating the darkness. Okay. Can I imagine just like a light, just like either you know the light spell or a torch or something <laughs> to make it a little bit more well lit? Do you have torches in your pack? I think so. Let me have a check. Um... The question is if Lyra yes, doesn't. I do. Okay. The, the next question is, does Lyra remember that she has torches in her bag? I would say probably yes, given that hmm. you probably only packed them yourself or checked your pack that morning. Yeah, Lyra, as you reach around to your pack, the torches are there. And as you pull them out, your flint and steel's there, you go to strike it. It's What's weird, though, is it's one strike of the flint and steel, there's no sparks, and the torch is suddenly alight with a flame that's been burning as if it was there the whole time. Because when you imagine the process of lighting the torch, you're focused on the outcome rather than the process. And so it's much, much quicker in this uh, in this realm. Lucid dreaming. Yeah. So does, does, does That's anybody... the basis for this entire thing. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So does anybody have a health potion before yeah. we go in there for a fight? Just quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Can we imagine them? <laughs> Can you imagine health potions? That's going to be an intelligence check. Flat intelligence check. Oh, well, I have a, I have a potion of healing. That's more than fine. Oh, yes, you have multiple, right? No, no, I only have one. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Love you, Chris. <laughs> I will give it to Tetra. Okay. So that's 44 plus 4 or? Uh, it's a regular healing potion, isn't it? So it's 24 plus 2. 24 plus 2. Oh, does anyone? Oh. oh, I do actually have a healing potion as well. Hang on. Harry. Hang on, not Harry, sorry. Ember, Ember and Harry, who are both with you, both looking very confused at this point. I'll, I'll do their characters. Ember does have some healing spells as a druid, I'm pretty sure. So Ember will quickly try and heal you guys up. I would love to. Yeah. yeah. I, I just realized I'm on 8 HP, so. Yeah. Harry, Harry really fucked you guys up last session. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, was actually, I was actually lower as well. I think I was on like 2 HP. Okay. And then I Ember, Ember can heal you. Ember, I'm going to I'm gonna rule that Simon is going to, uh, as his character Ember, he has three uses of cure wounds. Who needs cure wounds? Definitely. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say that. I could, but I'm probably the lowest priority. Okay, so... Um, for Ember's Cure Wounds, uh, one person can regain 11 and another person can regain 11. Perfect. I literally rolled uh, one Cure Wounds oh. of 11 and then a roll of four and a roll of seven. So one person will get two Cure Wounds, one person will get one. So 11 to whoever needs it. So it sounds like Tetra and Niles. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, now, now. Now, now and Niles. Oh, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ember and... Wait, so you get... Okay. I was just going to say... She's going to do her best to think about what a healing potion looks like and see if she can manifest one as low as her enters. In that case, I am definitely going to need an intelligence, uh, just a flat intelligence check. Oh no. Four. You manifest a red potion in a glass vial. Oh great. Bubbles, bubbles occasionally. Wait, what are you trying to do there, Lyra? Was that, a, was that meant to be a potion of healing? This isn't a potion of healing? Maybe I can give it a shot. I'll try and do one as well. So should I just roll over? Yeah, just a flat intelligence check. Well, I rolled six. Crassus, uh, you oh, also man. you also manifest a red potion that's bubbling slightly. The glass no. vial looks a little bit more professional this than Lyra's. But... Um, this did not go as intended. It looks. Val's gonna try something different. He sees these potions being popped up, and he like looks at them and goes, "Ah, 
wonder. And he like closes his eyes and he tries his very best to like, I guess like try and like remember his like stillness of mind training as a monk. And he tries to imagine himself not being injured. He tries to imagine himself as a rock. As a, as a mountain, oh, as, no. a strong, right. as a strong, as a strong I'm going to warn you that if you roll poorly on this, there could be some unintended consequences. <laughs> um, uh, I okay. Well, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> Let's not? go. I love this. Uh, what am this I rolling? An intelligence? Fun. Yes, just a flat intelligence, please. Negative one, baby. Let's go. <laughs> how can this end poorly? Fourteen. <laughs> Niles does not. Niles does not turn to stone. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. Which, Perfect. which I'm going to let you know now. If you'd rolled below a three, so one, two, or three, you would have been petrified yeah. for five yeah. minutes. That's fine. That's been fun. Um, five minutes. That's generous. Niles, as you concentrate. Well, I mean, I could have said forever, but that's a bit of a dick move. Um, yeah. As you, and also, there's no sense. There's no reason why that would happen. Um, as you concentrate, Niles, and focus. You have the sudden and startling realization that you're not in your body right now. And sure, your body probably took some injuries, but you're not in it. The creature, the entity said, you're not in your body right now. This is a mental projection, and there are three aspects to you, mental, physical, and spiritual. Well, as long as your, as long as your mind didn't take any injuries, you should be fine. You shouldn't be hurt at all. And with that realization, Niles, you regain 12 hit points. Yay! Very nice. Amazing. Okay. There's no, like, physical change to Niles. None of you have manifested here with injuries because none of you have had a chance to kind of internalize those and see them as part of your body. Any any old scars or things like that that your, your body has had time to kind of identify with and your mind has sort of recognized as being a part of you, any of those appear... So for now, all of your runes are there. Some of the cracks that you might have sustained are still there that you associate as being like part of you. But any new injuries, recent injuries, they're not visible on you at all. Yeah. You just probably see Niles, like, he takes a second, just closes his eyes and just, like, lets out, like, that's, that's like, a breathing exercise and then opens them and he feels refreshed. You're doing a, a mental exercise that you were trained in as a monk, correct? Yeah, that's that's the flavor I'm going for, for sure. Who? Yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. Sorry, Matt. Who was your yeah. primary teacher? Another Arakokra? Or who do you think would have been uh, Niles' main Sifu, his, his teacher? His I, I would say that the way I'm imagining this is that mm. it's it's sort of like select. So I guess Niles comes from uh, the Silverwind clan. So yeah. I would say that it's probably that Silverwind uh, legacy or that family. And he's Perfect. probably trained through that, through that, through that ancestry. So there are probably other monks who are also civil winds who have trained in a similar uh, style, yeah. hailing from the same sort of location. Brilliant. You watch as Niles's plumage shifts a little bit and changes, the patterns warping, the feathers graying in some places as he takes on some of the physical characteristics of his teacher and his master. As you attune your mind and try and focus and concentrate cool. on what they taught you, you subconsciously manifest some of their traits. I, I like to imagine as well. So, like, Niles has had that very, like, triangular sort of uh, yeah. uh, uh, diamond shape that, like, sort of becomes a lot more pronounced and a lot more uh, yeah. almost, like, starts to, like, curl a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Love it. Brilliant. Yeah. Awesome. 
Harry oh, looks up from is... you guys and goes, oh, "I'm I'm feeling pretty pretty injured. Um, I, I had a really bad brain injury." And you watch as part of Harry's face starts to melt a little oh. bit before snapping back into position. <laughs> because you may remember last session, Harry suffered a mild traumatic brain injury. <laughs> MTBI as a result of dropping to zero. You watch as Harry's form kind of like shifts and melts almost like liquid and then suddenly snaps back up again. Feeling fine Uh, now. And then his arm falls off and lands on the floor. (laughs) Oh no. You are absolutely fine, Harry. There is nothing wrong whatsoever. Exactly right, Crassus. Gives you a thumbs up. Is it the arm on the floor? (laughs) You're talking to Lyra. Harry. No, I'm talking to I'm talking to Lyra now as he looks towards you, Crassus. Oh no. He seen okay. Um Ember Ember leans over, picks up Harry's arm and tries to sort of like reattach it. <laughs> and then when Harry sort of looks down, the arm suddenly is there again, and Ember sort of looks down and goes, I think I might I might stay here with Harry, keep an eye on him. And make sure he doesn't touch any more crystals. Harry, Harry, look at this corner. Mm, what a nice corner. Do you want to sit down and look in the corner for me? He's like, oh, that is a nice corner. Pops on over and sits down in the corner and was like, thumbs up. <laughs> Perfect. That's the that's two of the characters dealt with. Brilliant. Nice. I just it just it just occurred to me as I was describing the the fact that your physical injuries not, might not necessarily translate to mental. I was like, but one of you yeah. did suffer a pretty bad injury. <laughs> so yeah. Specifically to your mind. That's hilarious. If she can, Lyra's going to try and think up her spore druid um, uh, symbiote to, to try and buff up her mind hit points. Uh, you, did you oh. want to just summon your spore druid? Your, your, your symbiote? Yeah. yeah, you just summon it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's natural it's for you, Lyra. You've, you've had this connection to this symbiotic entity now for... Uh, what did we say it was? It was a couple of months since... Oh, no. Time is differently in the Feywild. Sorry. Time is very differently in the Feywild. Um... Mm. I don't think we ever actually discussed how long Lyra was in the Feywild from her point of view was, but I'm going to say that it was a number of months, even though over the course of the campaign, it only worked out to be a couple of weeks, I think like two or three weeks. For Lyra, it was months and months. Time very hard to keep track of in the never-changing Feywilds. Um, but for you, it's an instinctual thing to summon your entity. And probably given that you see it as a protective, helpful thing, it's much larger when you summon it here, larger than uh, it normally looks, just because from your perspective, like that's how you kind of see it as this big protective um, symbiotic entity. As the spores suddenly blossom into mycelium, which stretches and forms this large hulking giant above you, emerging almost from your shadow behind you and walking in step with you. Leans down, open eye sockets, looking as it cocks its head and then gently holds out a hand to take yours, Lyra. He reaches up and... (laughs) Hmm. holding his hand she's just feeling you know sort of probably a lot more settled like she's like yeah scary ass dark metal room what would you guys like to do let's see if we can find this room yeah yeah perfect as you guys begin making your way down the corridor the room behind you falls away far quicker than it should have space acts a bit oddly here. Each step doesn't seem to correlate to the distance that you're used to walking. In fact, as you first step into the corridor, the room behind you almost seems to grow much smaller. As you continue down the corridor, 
the room fades away behind you, almost lost just to the sheer distance. In front of you is nothing but blackness, with that occasional red flashing light illuminating the walls of this corridor. Then, all of a sudden, a room grows into existence right in front of you. Not the beautiful square with gears and pistons moving, but a jagged, almost like a uh, dodecahedron, broken in various points and shattered inwards, forming this very, very unstable-looking surface. You can see that there are sections of the wall that have partially almost splintered inwards and frozen in time, sections of rubble still hovering, as if they are about to fall any moment. In the centre of the room, spinning around rapidly, are three cylindrical shapes. Each one has a single central vertical eye made of red ruby encased in glass. And in the centre, all three have hands placed upon a large flashing red crystal that's occasionally flashing with this bright pulse of red light before fading back to a much more subdued colour. As you approach and look on in, the three cylinders stop all of a sudden and spin in place so that all three eyes are looking at you. Nothing else changes in the room. Is that, uh, for podcast listeners, uh, Ali just did the most tentative wave I've ever seen a human being do. It started, it had about three false starts before Ali finally was like, yeah, I wave. <laughs> Commit. It was like a, a sudden start. Yeah, 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 okay. You really thought about bailing out on that. As you wave, you watch as the eyes follow the movement and then look back at all of you standing there. I will say, none of you speak giant. You hear a from inside the room. Speak that language. <laughs> that's that's Claire's you know grin of terror. For anyone who's new to seeing Claire's facial expressions, this is the face she has when she's excited and terrified in equal measure. Would that be correct? Mm. <laughs> I was enjoying the language. It sounded like I don't know how that I based it on black speech. Just for fun. Yeah. And Dune as well, the Thada, the Cider Car. Sidecar? Sidecar. Oh, yeah. They do speak like that, don't oh, they? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I loved that. It was so uh, good. Cool. Thought Only, I uh, yeah, that, that scene where they opened them up is really sick. Huge fan. Yeah. Can't wait for the next one. Yep. Oh, yeah. so do you happen to speak Elvish or the, the language known here now as common? <laughs> there is no response. I'll take that as a no. I mean, that. Uh, <sighs> No response. Is it possible to try and connect with the giant? Because we know we could speak giant. Is it possible to try and connect with that? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Could I please have you roll me a wisdom or charisma check? Your choice. Mm. Wisdom or charisma. This? Mm. What am I trying to do though, really? It's fucking sick. I think I think uh, now we'll be trying to access that personality, that actual mm. organic person that they that they were. So this is big charisma, I think. 
So your your giant uh, connection there is Hudvar, the storm giant. Yeah. Storm giant. Eighteen Ooh. now, not bad. As nice. you as you focus, you don't really have eyelids to close, given that you are a um, animated statue <laughs> covered in runes. Um, yeah. As the light in your eyes dims to a point, as you approximate closing your eyes, and you focus inwards. You feel that connection to that creature, to the storm giant Hudva. I mean, you've you've been this person twice now. You have been this person. You have felt their emotions. You have connected with them. You've understood their choices and their decisions in a particularly difficult time uh, prior to the, the vanishing of the giants from, from the world. There's a brief moment, and then all of you watch as now suddenly begins growing in size stone turning into flesh as you become Hudva. Um, Claire, you may now switch over to the character sheet for Hudva. Hudva's got lucky points. Thank God. Okay. Um, I don't think now would be quite aware at the time. They're just trying to connect to this entity. Um, and using the uh, the commanding presence of the storm giant. Um, I think Hudva will sell them. Uh, I order you to stop in giant. Hudva, could I please get a persuasion or intimidation check? Your choice. No intimidation. I'm, okay. I'm going to break this one. Yeah. And you're rolling with your storm giant. Okay. 12. Not bad, not good. Not bad, not good. As you call out, you watch as the cylinders pause, turn towards each other, and look. A brief discussion takes place. And you watch as one of the cylinders, the red light turns black, and it just descends into the floor and disappears. The other two turn back. And you watch as the light in the center of each of those red ruby and glass eyes begins to glow even brighter. Um, Niles clocks what now is doing. Do I do I see, do I still see now, like as now? No, you see now to... as the storm giant form. You see now as Hudva. Oh, shit. Yeah. So that was the first time. Uh, but there was that sort of superimposed, yeah. This time, I... you watch as now shifts and changes. There's no ghostly afterimage. Now, now oh, physically, wow. to your eyes, changes in the Hudva, growing in size, the room shifting and changing to accommodate uh, now's new enormous size. I look to Hudva now and yeah. realize what's happened, and I will also try to access uh, Sindaris's memories to try and persuade these things to stop. Charisma or wisdom check, your choice. I will do Niles' wisdom because it is a higher stat. Uh, It's a five. (laughs) That's not good. Niles, you just struggle to connect. In this moment, I mean, you've you've been able to kind of deal with a lot of the very weird things that have happened to you in the last three days since this campaign yeah. begun <laughs> for you for us it's been months but for you three days for Niles this is kind of a bit out there Niles is struggling to catch up with 
what is going on. I mean, the, this whole thing is really starting to, to blow your mind a bit. Your, your brain is thoroughly wrinkled with the realization that, I mean, this isn't your physical body. This is just a mental projection. That's kind of the point Niles has like stopped. And like, there's a lot yeah. of other realizations around that, that Niles is not quite ready to face just at this moment, because it means potentially massive consequences for how Niles sees and interacts with the world around him. <laughs> so Niles is kind of at the point where he's like, oh, um, I'm not sure if I want to go over the precipice into nihilism <laughs> just this moment. <laughs> yeah. Too much for Larry to You can give it a go. Of course you can. Anyone who wants to give it a go. Crassus, if you want to give it a shot, please. Um, sure. Let's give it a shot. Charisma or wisdom check. Just a flat charisma or wisdom roll. I think Hudva uh, will turn to the others and, and just like shrug. <laughs> <laughs> Lyra, 13 is just not enough. I'm sorry. A similar sort of thing to Niles right now. There's a lot going on. And probably in your mind, you're kind of thinking back like, is Harry genuinely okay? We did see his face melt briefly and one of his arms fall off. That doesn't sound good. Like generally that doesn't end well for people. Um, probably Lyra's thinking back to that. Crassus, 18, no problems for you at all. You very easily think back to your time uh, when you were... Uh, in the mind and, and body of Ulfric, the frost giant. And again, you guys watch as uh, Crassus's form shifts and changes, the long white beard growing out, growing to the same, uh, not the same size, but a little bit shorter than uh, than Hudvar as Crassus, you take on this uh, frost giant form. I might try as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it feels good to be back. <laughs> I just saw a question from chat. Luck luckily at this point, these guys have not fully unlocked all the memories of their uh, of their giant uh, echoes. Uh, so far, they haven't really been able to access too many of the giant echo memories. But so far, no embarrassing things. But um, I'll have a roll for them to see if they unlock any embarrassing memories, like singing in front of the mirror, like wearing nothing but a towel on their head, um, maybe their first kiss. That's always a bit embarrassing. Um, Tetra twelve. Ah, it's no. There's this. This is so weird. This is so alien. Like, and as well, I would say for Tetra, there's another element as well that's going on for you. That phrase that you uttered and you heard for the first time only recently, being in here? It feels echoes of it. Yeah, something about that. I mean, this this idea of being separated from the mind, body, and having, having this bit, like, that, none of that was new to you. You knew this. You don't know how you know this. But the idea of a mental projection existing outside of the body, that, that just made sense to you. And I suppose Tetra's, without access to all of your memories, without knowing much about your past, you find yourself kind of moving back to that. There's something there for you, something important, something about who you are fundamentally. But you're struggling to, to grasp it. Um... But no, so currently, currently, Crassus and now are the only ones able to to call upon their giant echoes. Crassus and now, I should say, Crassus. What would you like to do? All right. So, Hadva tried to communicate with them. Was it? Yeah. Was it the intimidation? Was ordered it? ordered them to one shut down, gone. and one of them did, from the looks of things. I don't even really know what they do. <laughs> yes. This is quite yeah, a little bit different. Um, hmm. 
Um, all right, so... Hmm. Well, I guess I can try and tell the other ones to shut down. Yeah, you can give it a shot. Give it a shot. Intimidation or persuasion check, your choice. Um, let's go with intimidation check. Oh, well, we're all Eight. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> this is great. Great roll, Sniker. For a it's moment, possible. the language is still that gibberish, and then partway through, it suddenly shifts. What? Your language is assimilated. Your tricks will not work. Emergency protocols active. Oh. Can we all understand that? Yes, all of you understand it. Oh dear. Wow. Okay. Wait, I thought it was... Okay. Leave huh? now, or you will be deleted from the system. Who are you to delete us from the system? We are in control now. And who who is that that is speaking? Five. Um, okay. Four. I believe it is us that's in Three. Two. Uh, okay, no one's going to do anything. I am impervious to all damage. I'm going to throw my great axe at one of them. Uh, that's going to be initiative, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so I did anything while I just casually counted down gently from five. Um, well, I did say I would throw my great axe at one. You throw your great axe? You can I... have a surprise round off. Yep. And you said you were impervious to all damage. Um, Niles, I'll throw a hand axe. I'll you, throw a hand you don't get the sense that's worked. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> as, you, as you say that and manifest your destiny, the problem is right. You can say that as much as you want, but in your heart... Do you really believe yeah. that you're invincible? Do you really believe that you're immortal? Because you've got decades yeah. of evidence saying that you are very mortal and very invincible. Yeah. Um. <laughs> we're, not, we're, not, we're not there yet. That's a that's a, an extra level of creative thinking that I think that's now that's being able to almost completely deny. Oh, no, I didn't do your uh, didn't do your tokens. I'm so sorry. What I'll get you to do is um, if you just right click on your on your tokens on the uh, the current map that's up, I'll quickly add all of you. Damn it! I hate it when it does that. I'll just add that you. Is a... Oh, hang on. They're popping in. Where am I? Oh, exactly. They have worked. Okay, great. No, sorry. They have worked. So, oh. Niles on 15. Um, I'll take off all the ones that are not you because some of you have been duplicated for some reason. Um, Crassus on 7. Uh, yeah, Tetra seven on 20. Yeah, now it is. Um, Lyra on 6. Oh, Lyra. That's not good. Uh, Niles on 15. Lyra 6. Crassus on seven. Fix that up now. Uh, now it is on fifteen. Perfect. Why can I only see Niles, but I can see the rest of you? That is so weird. Can you guys see the rest of them, or just Niles? Just me. Uh, I can just see Niles. That's okay. I'll just I'll just add them again from scratch. You should be able to see them popping now. If you can just update your tokens. Roll twenty sometimes does this. I've noticed it before. I did good. You did. You did good, buddy. There's two Niles. <laughs> There's two Nileses. There you go. Now this should oh, no. Go. There can only um, be one. Can you see what? that now? Is that better? There's no Tetra. No Tetra. Okay. So, uh, no Tetra. Let me add Tetra again. Sorry. 
I hate it when Roll20 does this. That's better. All right, you should be able to click on your tokens and also add them in. If any of them are not working, let me know and I will quickly update it right now. Whose has not gone on? It looks like Tetra's hasn't gone on. Okay. Uh, um, should our giants be level three or four? Uh, your giants should be level three, I believe. Okay. I am not mistaken. That's, 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 yeah, that's great. That's Perfect. And Tetra, what was yours again? Yours was 20 Tetra. Oh my god, killing it. Oh yeah, because you're doing your giant stats for this fight, because you're the giants at the moment. I am the there giant. There we go. Mm. Alrighty. Are you adding Perfect. sorcerer spells? <laughs> that's it. Alrighty. Here's how this is going to work. Um, as the as the entities count down, as the emergency protocols count down uh, to one, Crassus, in the form of the giant, suddenly throws his battle axe just across the room. Uh, you have a surprise round, Crassus, and then we will jump into the normal order. Yep. So I'm going to um, use my um, hand axe. Sorry, Owen. Can I use a line to go ahead of the emergency protocol B in the initiative? Of course you can use your way of sympathy. Yes, absolutely. Hey, so where would, you, where would you like to be? You'd like to be... Uh, above emergency protocol B in the initiative, so I'd be second. So you want to, so basically you want to match your initiative to theirs using um, yep. way of sympathy. Oops, sorry, that's not right. I rolled in that one. Sorry, I'll fix that up. Um, It'll be a six. Well, I'm not rolling very well. <laughs> so um, for those of you who are um, excited about homebrew monk classes, um, Matt is playing a homebrew monk class called the Way of Sympathy, which is all about um, connecting with your opponents, understanding them and then utilizing their strengths and weaknesses as well as imposing strengths and weaknesses. So this one, um, this is called Synchronize, I believe this ability, if I remember correctly. And um, that's how Niles is sympathetic. That's how Niles is sympathetic, just waving his hands up and down. Um, yes, this is, this is Synchronize, which allows Niles to change his initiative to match an enemy or change an enemy to match his initiative by spending a key point um, when combat begins. So fantastic. And I can choose uh, if I go before or before after. Before or after. Um, oh, Crassus, buddy. Um, as you're as you're in the as you're in the the minds of the frost giant, the body of the frost giant, you just pull out a hand axe and throw it across the room. It spins end over end and then suddenly freezes in place, hitting one of these areas of, of time stop around the edge of the room. As the entities turn towards it, one of them fires a, a shallow beam of red light, and you watch as the hand axe turns to dust. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Cool. Uh, Tetra, you yep. are first cab off the ranks. So I think. He, okay, these uh, entities, would you consider them flying at all? They are hovering above the ground, so yes, I would count them as flying. I would. Ah, I changed my mind. Oh, I just... I think what should... Start. I mean, I'm just going to... Sorry, I yeah, forgot how, how endurance work for a second. Yeah, no, I, I think I'll just power up the, um... The old... The old bow, the old star form, and I'll shoot my bow. Classic combo. Archer form. Pew. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, make me a ranged attack using your starry form as you watch um, Tetra's lights connecting the constellation across your crystalline body and you 
form yourself into the starry form. So, but in sort of a little bit weird. So I was trying to think of this, and normally um, her crystals will be sort of like, you know, they're out and they're there and they're showing and stuff like that. At the moment, they're capped with what would seem like um, almost uh, like you've got like a, like a gold liquid and just dripped them on top and let it run down and then freeze. So they've got like this little strange little crown on the top of them. So the, 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 the light that shines them will have a, will have a gold tint to it. Nice. 23. You watch as this beam of light fires across, striking one of the uh, the cylinders directly, a direct hit into the center of that glass and ruby eye. 12. Is that max damage? Fucking is. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, You watch as a crack moves across the center of the eye and a little sliver of the top of the cylinder fragments into pixels and disappears leaving a little uh, broken out hole at the very top of the uh, of the cylinder cool. all right that will be her action so she'll just sort of slink aside and she's trying to put a um, little bit of a little bit of space and not appear in a line <laughs> in front of this appear in, yeah that's fair that's very fair um Brilliant. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Anything else on your turn, Tetra? As I no, suddenly reach the end of what my uh, my voice can manage, apparently. Oh no. Were you just checking? I well, I've I've been a bit sick after the the back to back conferences because that's what happens when you be around people, and that's why I try and avoid people for the most part. Um, and it has it has now taken its toll. I've uh, had a bit of a cough. I've managed to control it quite well with beer tonight, but um, the beer has almost run dry. So. <laughs> I mean, that's obviously the approved TGA-approved method of yeah, handling of uh, an upper respiratory tract infection, but um, unfortunately, running. Well, away. you know what that means. It just means you have to have another beer. I just need to have another beer. Exactly right. <laughs> Words of wisdom that I live by. Um, I've never found that statement to be an untrue statement. That is an objective fact. <laughs> um, you watch as the cylinders, which seem to be fixed in the center of the room, you notice that they don't seem to be able to move around, only up and down. Uh, one of the cylinders, uh, the one that is closest to you, rises up about five feet in the air, and you watch as the light in the center of its eye shifts and changes, and then suddenly glows with multiple colors. Um, it's going to be a random roll. I'm going to get... Matt, you look like you're having fun. Could you please roll me a D4? Claire, you look like you're having fun. Could you please also roll me a D4? You guys are going to pick the... uh, That's a three from Niles. And that's a three from now. It's going to be both of the same. That's okay. That's all right. There'll be plenty of time for you guys to experience all four of the options that uh, are coming for you. The greatest threat in their eyes uh, is definitely the one who ordered one of their number to power down and then the one who threw an axe at them. Now, uh, you need to make me a wisdom saving throw. Crassus, you uh-huh. also need to make me a wisdom saving throw, please, as these two beams of green light fly out and strike you in the center of your chests. Oh, no. Oh. I have a minus oh, one. Minus oh. one. Hey! Oh, no. Ooh. You're 
you are the That's a natural 20. Oh, 13. 13. Uh, the natural 20 is definitely a pass. The 13 is the DC. <gasps> oh. Yes. All wins. For a brief moment, both of you feel this overwhelming fear. This thing in front of you, this being made of metal. I mean, you're not even sure if it's made of metal. Does this thing even exist physically? What can this thing do? Before suddenly your minds take control once again and you banish that fear from your minds, that knowledge of... Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say the knowledge of the 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 um the lack of knowledge, this fear of the unknown. You banish your minds. No, no, you have faced creatures and entities before. You will face many others like this in the future. You can do this. Fear, fear is the mind killer, Niles. Yes. <laughs> Another Dujun reference. I like how you spelled Dujun. it too. I much prefer Dujun. it spelled like Dujun. <laughs> Dujun. I misclicked. Yeah, I, love, I like that. Dujun. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, as the beams fly out um, and strike, both of you shake off the fear effect. Um, that is the end of the turn of emergency protocol B. Niles, you're up next. Uh, Niles is like realizing that like what like how big are these particle things like 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 comparatively to like this is where things get a bit skewy when you first walked in they seemed a bit smaller probably only about 10 feet tall maybe about three or four feet wide these big cylinders since one of them was ordered to shut down and then both now and Crassus took on their giant forms you don't know if it's a trick of the eye, some matter of perspective, but these things seem a lot bigger. We're talking 25, 30 feet tall, yeah. uh, easily nine feet wide. The, these things are much bigger than you assumed a second ago. Yeah. N- Niles is thinking to himself, like, I could punch these things. Yeah. And see what happens. Yeah, of course you could. Go yeah. on, then. So he's going to try. He's going to yeah. try. He's going to give it a go. He's feeling, you know, he's feeling okay. He's feeling, you know... He's channeling his inner sea, uh, Sifu. He's feeling yep. pretty good. Yeah. He's gonna nice. try, he's just going to, I, I, I don't know how far away they are. 40 so feet, to, which I think is within your range. That so that's, is perfectly within my, 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 my range. So yeah, I'm going this, to this run room up is, to it. This room's the same size as the other, about 80 feet here at the entrance, which means it's 40 feet yeah. to get to the center. Incredible. I'm just gonna punch it and see what happens. I love it, Matt. Punch the strange alien metal cylinder. <laughs> 12. Ah. As it reverberates and your hand bounces off, uh, it seems to have no effect. Uh, bonus action fire blows. Bong, 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 bong. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's the one. I forgot about that. That's 15. 15's looking much better. Uh, 15, 15 is definitely a hit. Oh, amazing. I'll roll some Demogios. That's a cheeky little 7 there. Cheeky little 7 John Demogios. On the other, on the follow through with the third uh, fire bow, or the third hit, uh, yep. roll again, and that's a uh, uh, fifteen again. Fifteen uh, hits, for, as we have established. Uh, nah, it doesn't hit this time because I don't feel like six. it. Uh, yeah, six, brilliant. <laughs> Did you just say that's fair to my blatant DM cheating just then? <laughs> <laughs> Checks out. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. It, does, it hit the first time, doesn't hit a second time. You know that things that's get right. more armored the more damage they take, right? That yeah. makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Um, Brilliant. Yeah, as, as you your first hit goes, it just seems to reverberate off, but Niles, you are a trained warrior. Especially with your specific training with the Way of Sympathy, you're trained to identify weak points, areas where creatures and monsters are vulnerable. 
and while you have never faced anything like this, you give it your best shot. And the second two blows strike true, caving in parts of the metal and denting it in the shape, the outline of your fist, partly because you believe that you can do it. Uh, Niles also thinks back to a time, again, very much reminiscing on times as he, as he, uh, in his training, um, striking like a very hard surface, like over and over again for hours to hone my my, my talons, my, my striking fists, well, my striking talons, not fists, because I don't have hands. Um, but yeah, he imagines his training and striking this very hard object. I imagine like a very large tree trunk, so not quite the same material, but again, that but, same But you remembering that? Something about that kind of imposes the same rules on this creature. Yeah. And as it That's caves cool. underneath, the metal actually splinters a little bit like wood, just for a moment, as your blows hit. Awesome. Welcome cool. to the Noosphere. <laughs> for those of you who are unfamiliar with the term, we're not deep diving into it now because we only have about 45 minutes left, and this is a three-hour conversation about how the Noosphere <laughs> operates. This is not a D&D construct. This is a hypothetical, legitimate thing. Um, yeah. I would definitely recommend to Google. N-O-O-S-P-H-E-R-E. Loads of fun. Collective realm of conscious thought, untethered by the physical limitations of the body. Niles, anything else on your turn? No, that's all I can do. I've used my action bonus action. I've used my movement to get into combat. I'm just going to pray this thing doesn't just delete me. Um, okay, I'm good. Cool. Easy peasy. Next up in the initiative order, it's the one, the only statue. Now, your time is now. Not a girl, not a statue, not a constitution. You aren't a statue, that's true. Apologies. They don't know what they are anymore. You're an incredibly complex animated stonework being inhabited by a consciousness created by magic. And in that vein, and since we are talking about the new sphere. Hello, friend. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I have a feeling I know where this might be going. Because we, theory yeah, that they can connect to like, you know, that sort of collective consciousness. Yeah. Now and Hudva both have this sort of very collective identity. Yeah. Right. It's Just- very predominantly now because you haven't really connected too much with Hudva's consciousness yet or his memories. Okay. Even Just better. So yeah. Even okay. <laughs> That's good. Okay, but for now, um, Woodbub now. now is going to do a little sneaky thunder wave and just see what happens. Just strive straight up to these things. So yeah. Try and take them out. I believe that is a constitution saving throw for thunder wave. It is indeed. It is a 15 will... foot move, so I won't yeah. get anyone else in it. No, but... you get them both, though. Definitely you get them both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, con save uh, DC is 15. One passes, one fails. One fails pretty badly, under 10. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll say so I roll them in order. So A, A passes, B fails. B's the one that Niles just damaged as well. So it kind of makes sense. Okay. So that one's pushed 10 feet away as well. Okay. Uh, it is happens? not pushed 10 feet away. It okay. vibrates in position violently and then stops and stays. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to get you to roll me an additional 1d4 damage as you try to separate it from its um, connection point. 
because okay. it can't be it can't be moved, but it's going to take the damage from you basically because because it's an immovable object. But the internals are not necessarily under the same. Like, let me let me put it this way: whatever these things are composed of, let's assume it's a physical construct. Something about it has to be locked in place, but the force of pushing it still is going to act on all of the tiny components inside of it and cause more damage because not all of it's locked into that same position. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah. Why not? I'm going. I'm going very like physics heavy tonight. And I'm not sure. Yeah, why. Yeah. Clearly, I'm feeling <laughs> feeling physicsy. So yeah, roll me an additional one d four. Um, this will be force damage. Force damage. Okay. Um, just FYI, I have elemental adept as thunder, so yeah. it has the resistance. They do not. Okay, it's, uh, it's full damage. Yep. So it's eight points of damage plus. Oh, did you say two d four? One. Uh, just one d four. One d four force damage. Oh, that's not correct. Sorry. That's eleven d four. That is. Um, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Minus three. That's a lot. That's a lot d fours. As the. As the Sorry. vibrations shake through this creature, you watch as it shudders, this metallic construct shudders and shakes, sections of it. You, you hear internally things dropping, metal clinking and grinding against itself. This did some damage. You don't know how uh-huh. much, but it definitely, this it felt this. Okay. Um, as a bonus action, I'm also going to use Tempestuous Magic, which is new. Yeah. Uh, so basically, what happens is that Hoodvo's kind of gone right up into these things, and it's gonna, it's kind of taking a look, and then just like a, a force of thunder, uh, thunder wave presses from their hands, and as that happens, they are themselves blown ten feet up into the air, and they hover with this sort of thunderous force um, manifesting below them. As you activate your storm mage abilities. Yes. Lightning crackles across fingers, arms, creating these occasional arcs to the sources of metal inside the room as Hudvar rises, blown back and upwards by the wave of thunderous energy, but then hovering in place, almost floating there, held aloft by the electromagnetic force of the lightning. And as that kind of crackles away and now is kind of enveloped in this whole foreign identity, just these sort of voices they can hear, impressions of people from the past, I think would be kind of flooding back into them. You'd hear brief snippets of... their own identity kind of gets split again and now going back into that collective that they originally came from. Yeah. Michael, I've just seen the uh, effort you've typed into chat and I am very impressed. (laughs) (laughs) That sums it up quite nicely. For those of you who are watching us live and are a wee bit confused, this is episode 17 of a long-running campaign. um, uh, This is campaign two in a a series of campaigns. If you want to go check them out, I'll chuck the link in the video, um, in the comments right now. But uh, there is a a lot of previous episodes to catch up on. And, uh, I will, I will, and a wiki as well. I'll do the wiki. And to add to it as well, um, Owen here has. Um, we have a bunch of giant echoes that are sort of like second classes, I guess, and they mm. all have their own sort of homebrew sort of stuff, like mechanics wise. So there's a lot of homebrew stuff at play too. So if you're used to the D and D, you know, rules, it's it's a little bit different. We still obviously stick to them, of course, but there's just Owen here has created some other stuff. So it might be a bit confusing for some people who. They're yeah. just joining us tonight. So lots of lots of extra of... stuff. 
and the yeah yes. the, uh, the wiki the wiki is almost up to date um if you want a crash course i've still got some work to do um brilliant now amazing turn fantastic yeah the there's a brief moment where you hear snippets of conversation throughout hudvar's life echoing kind of throughout no context no real structure to them just this cacophony of voices overlaying on top of one another just for a moment before it fades back out and your mind is once again your own as far as you know uh brilliant emergency protocol a uh michael you look happy because you roll a d4 for me jared you look neutral but you're gonna roll a d4 for me now anyway (laughs) perfect that's a two from Crassus and a four from Tetra. Alrighty. Um, now, the four is coming for you. The beam of four is going for you. Niles, the two is coming for you as you were the last two Uh-oh. that recently damaged them. Uh, we'll do Niles first. Uh, Niles, I need you to make me a constitution saving throw, please. Okay. That's a 21. As this beam of light flies out from the center of one of the cylinders, for a moment you feel your form seizing up, your mind no longer able to direct your movements. But again, you know that this isn't your body, and you shake off this effect, this temporary paralysis that seemed to take hold of you. Uh, For now, this is not much fun. Now I need you to make me a constitution saving throw, please. Yep. Oh, okay. Actually, you're, you're stone. Boy, I've just rolled the damage for that. I'm not a stone. I am a storm giant. Storm giant. Which is still okay. 25. Yeah, 25. Hey! 25 is a pass. You are going to take half damage. You would have taken 22 necrotic damage from this. Instead, you are going to take half, which is 11. As this beam of sickly black light flies out from the center of this crystal and strikes you in the heart black lines begin moving across your body as you feel your life essence being sucked away by this creature okay that is the entity's entire go as it cannot move crassus perfect Uh-oh. um i'm gonna go and help at niles hit some stuff hey uh, crassus is gonna sort of look at the massive body he's in with the massive great axe that he's holding and i don't understand any of this um, <laughs> i'm just gonna you take the wheel and he's sort of just gonna <laughs> let himself sort of fall back in the mind and let the giant sort of take control of the massive body. Nice. Uh, he'll let out a massive shout, of, uh, a roar into battle as he does a bonus action rage. Um, Love it. Now, Owen, I remember you actually sort of saying that we were able Hello. to add the new feats into our giants classes uh so when you when you synchronize with your giant echoes when you're able to um when you're able to sort of fully synchronize with them uh you'll be able to access the new giant feats for okay. each of the giant types yeah. at the moment so it hasn't happened yet hasn't happened yet i will let no, you know no when. issue no problem cool um all right so i'm gonna charge forward and i'm gonna brandish the great axe instinct taking the wheel and i'm gonna smack the one that's in front of niles with full ferocity um, Alright, so I'm also going to do a Reckless Attack. Yep. So Vantage, and um, it actually has on here, it just says Great Weapon Master. So I must have added that in somewhere, but it's on here. So it means you crit on a 19 or a 20 with a mm. two-handed weapon, I believe. 
if I remember Great Weapon Master accurately. But um, this should also be the one where... Is this the actual feat, or is this part of the actual... Is this part of the... Um... This should be the class, the fighting class style. Oh no, I get oh. a feat to pick. I get a feat to pick because I... Oh, I did custom lineage because I didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, we all, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. So I got to take a feat, so it's exactly. a great weapon master. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah. So I'm going to do reckless attack, and I'm going to do the minus five. Roll me this. with advantage for your reckless rage attack. So 18... Definitely uh, hits. Yeah, it already hits with an 18. Eight. Don't even need to add stuff. 18 well, maybe, is it, goes, it, it is a minus five, so it goes to 13. Plus eight, though, goes to 21. That hits. All right, so I'm going to do... Uh, 1d12 plus 6, so 14 slashing plus 10, 24 slashing damage. Brilliant. And are you attacking the one that is uh, oh, already partially sorry. damaged or the one that is it's not four, partially damaged? The one that's Niles is attacking, so it's 14 plus 10 yep. plus 2 for my rage, so it's actually 26 my slashing God. damage. Where's the plus 10 Ooh. from? Because uh, I did Great Weapon Master, I did Oh, five. yep, 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 because you reduced by 5. Yep, 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 yep. Absolutely. Yep. And then how much for the rage? 2 for the rage? Yeah. Yep, so 26 slashing damage. My uh, goodness. Um, um, uh, oops, yep. How do you want to do this? <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> nice. Like I said, I just let out a blood a ferocity, a ferocious roar. Uh, I come barreling down. I probably deafened a few people in the room because I'm a massive giant right now. I come oh, barreling yeah. forward. Miles, you're just like punching it. You see this massive form sweep up next to you. Like this massive great axe sort of almost... You hear it like swing above your head. <laughs> wow. Um, but I let Instinct take the wheel, so it's just going into a blood rage. And then um, it just smacks it with full ferocity, like almost. And when it hits, because the rage has the elemental effect going, it's at the frost. Yeah. So almost like there's like a almost like a sleet sort of storm or blizzard. Not like heavy, yeah. but it's just enough that's around and it just hits. Um, and then you just hear almost like ice crackling, cracking, like oh. a ton of sort of. Um, and they just bang. They just completely wow. collapses in on itself. As That's the awesome. as the cylinder freezes over with ice, you watch as inside it slowly begins to disintegrate, turning into dust, which fades away, leaving nothing behind. The ice itself shimmers and flickers for a moment, and then is gone as well. Um, that was yeah, forty-two damage uh, total that this thing took. Most of it from that one attack, Crassus. <laughs> That's nuts. Just, yeah. Sweet. Just carve it. You cleft it in twain with this icy axe. Brilliant. Um, is the um is the other one within ten feet of me or no? The other one is within ten feet of you. Okay, I'm gonna use the um, elemental fury. While, while while you rage, an aura of elemental energy gathers around you up to ten feet away. Choose one creature you can see in your aura. It must succeed on a dex save or take two d four. Uh, damage, and I can choose one. One choose one dice roll to determine element uh, type. Twenty one, I'm guessing, probably passes. Um, yeah, I imagine. I imagine that would. It, it just ascends up to I the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Perfect. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, okay, I'm just gonna because I'm not really super familiar with the character sheet. I've done my bonus action rage. Yep. I've done my main action, action attack. hit, and I've done even the rage sort of thing. I think I am done. Beautiful. Lyra! Hello. All right. So trying to dodge between sort of giant feet and yep. giant frost auras that are pouring down <laughs> into the laser beams. You're just there with some she's spores. Sort of... You've got a few shrooms in your pocket and you're ready to rumble. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So she's um, 
sort of, you know, she reaches into her pocket and sort of, you know, trying to frantically think of, okay, how on earth are we going to damage these things? And she's probably sort of thinking back, it's like, all right, this is metal. Uh, metal used to be nature. How did it get to be there? And so she's sort of thinking about how the metal became the metal. It came out of a forge, probably. And so she's trying to imagine it back in the forge, essentially, trying to return it back to its uh, molten metal state. And she's going to cast heat metal. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, It doesn't make a save. I believe it just takes the fire damage. Just takes it. You watch as the cylinder begins to glow red hot. The heat suddenly emanating across its form as it begins to, at the bottom, a few drips begin to melt off as it takes seven damage. I think she's just sort of going to try and, you know, I know we're sort of in a giant metal box, but just sort of find a safe spot to just sort of tuck herself away, like, where she's sort of not going to get <laughs> stepped on or... Preferably you out are, of the side of You are beams, in, but... a, in a fractured dodecahedron. You can duck behind one of the curves and uh, segments yeah. of, of shattered in wall and just like cower there for a moment. Yeah, definitely. That's that's pretty much it for her. She's just... <laughs> open to say the best. as well, very jealous of the tea delivery system Claire and Michael have set up. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's it's <awesome>. your mum. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, I, I can see now, Claire, where you got your tea uh, <laughs> proficiency from because yes. I have to say I used to live with Claire and um, when we were when we were share housing she always always had a cup of tea in hand I don't think I, I ever saw you without a cup of tea at least within arm's reach yep that's that, it's genetic it's actually yeah. genetic yeah. <laughs> it's actually a problem. for some people uh, we worry about nature versus nurture but for Claire it's a combination like the tea love <laughs> is both genetic and taught <laughs> that's Sorry. outstanding uh, anything else on your turn, Lyra? Fantastic. Tetra, back up at the top of the round. Before your turn begins, however, I need everyone who is inside the room, which is everyone, I need everyone inside the room uh, to please make me a constitution saving throw. Hmm. No, sorry, intelligence saving throw. Sorry, sorry, I was looking at the wrong thing. It's intelligence saving throw for this one. It's even worse. <laughs> uh oh. Is that as a giant or as now? Uh, as your giant form is Hoodfart. Not rolling good. Is this everyone? Not rolling Everyone good. needs to make me an intelligence oh. saving throw, please. Oh dear. At the That's top of the round. Lyra, eight. Tetra, 12. Not great. Now, 17. Looking better. Niles, 14. You lucky son of a pigeon. That is the DC. Son of a pigeon. Do you want me to? I'll wait for. I'll wait for. I'll wait for Jared to get back. I think Jared's had to pop to the bathroom or something. I'll wait for Jared to get back and we'll roll yeah. his. But in the meantime, for that or I think it's probably should. I think I probably should actually. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be last the last chance in a long time to take that damage. Well, well, no, living with me. That's pretty much the one. Why did you take psychic damage? For the son of a pigeon comment. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> Is that deserving of psychic damage? Uh, oh well, okay. Well, I'm not going to question you I damaging love, yourself. I, look, I liked it. Thank you. Um, I just, I, I've, I know that there are people who watch us who may not know all of the words that we use here in Australia. So I thought I'd like default. To, I could have done son of a gull. That would have been way better. I like that my, uh, my subconscious is still working away, trying to find a better option for that joke, <laughs> just in case I need it <laughs> next session. Um, 
for everyone who failed, which is everyone but now and Niles. Nah, Crass has failed too. That's a bugger. Sorry, mate. Um, 14 was the DC. Uh, all of you who failed are going to take... Oh, sorry in advance. 14 points of psychic damage. 14. 14 points, one four points of psychic damage. Everyone who passed you are taking half that seven points of psychic damage. As the walls around suddenly seem to constrict, spikes shoot up as the entire environment suddenly becomes this incredibly hostile landscape, crushing, biting, gnawing, cutting into your forms, and then it shimmers and is gone. But for that brief moment, the pain felt very real to you, and you watch as a pulse of red light almost like a wave echoes out from the center of the cylinder and then pulls back in again at the end of that sudden moment of pain. Uh, Tetra, it is your turn. Well, that hurt, but watching the red light, Tetra's like, okay. Because she's very familiar with crystals. If if, if everyone's long-term watching or calling, she gave a bunch of crystals to her friends, so she knows, she knows about light. I mean, we can can see your artwork on the overlay and... um... Okay. You're almost 80% made of crystals. It's just the outside right. is the geode of stone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the, 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 and so she knows, she knows that the opposite of red light is like a, a light blue. So as the, as that red light draws back into the center of the sphere, what she's going to try and do is, is she's going to try and, and bend all of her thought to turn it to blue in the hopes that it will destructively interfere with something deep inside the workings of this crystal of this entity alrighty I'd like an arcana check please fifteen tetra this thing whatever it is at its core it's not that different from you if you really think about it. You are a series of crystals that has sentience, that has, um, I mean, you are, you are made of crystal. I mean, true, you, you appear to be a Ganassi, but you know that you're not just a Ganassi. There's some other aspect to you that's a bit different, something else that's a bit, yeah, a bit, a bit stranger than most Ganassi. I mean, your entire internal structure is this geode, this crystalline form. This creature seems similar, just as you are a collection of of crystals resonating with magic. This thing on the surface is just the surface. Underneath, you can sense and feel a resonance of a latticework of interconnected crystals, all moving and shifting inside its structure. And given the giant tech that you've interacted with so far, you know that it's likely humming with elemental energy. All of the giant technology that you've interacted with has harnessed elemental energy from the planes of the of the elements through crystals to channel them through and empower them, and sometimes hold them and capture them within crystalline forms as well. This creature's the same. You know that internally there's going to be a bunch more crystals resonating and moving. If you could somehow disrupt that, disrupt the communication internally, you might be able to do a fair bit of damage to this thing. Does that answer your question? It does. It does indeed. And I think with that, she's going to try and... 
She's going to try and spend an action. She might even put some magic power into it if she needs to. And she's going to try and envision all of the interworkings and the, the internal facets of a, a bunch of crystals as they fracture and um, radiate to each other. And she knows that within the base of even the hardest crystal, it still has flaws. So she's going to try and push as much power into that as she can and see if she can use the refractory like index inside the crystals to find those fractures, explode it from the inside out. Uh, yeah, what I'll get you to do in that case, um, could you please, um, could you make me a spell attack? Just with your normal, just your normal spell attack, as if you were casting a spell that, um, so yeah, a, a d20 plus your, uh, charisma plus your proficiency bonus, please. Just a, just a spell attack. 19. Could you please roll me a d4? Okay. As you reach out, Tetra, and send this sliver of your consciousness and your knowledge forwards, you know that this space that you're inhabiting is is perceptual only. It's not it's not really space. This is just how your minds are comprehending the place you currently are. You reach out. You hear the resonance of the crystals all working in harmony. You reach out a hand in your mind's eye and break one of them, just shattering it under the impetus of your own magical energy and your own understanding of it. You have disabled one of the attacks this creature can use. As you reach out and shatter that crystal, the paralysis beam is no longer functional. You know this deep within you, that you have broken something within it, something important that it cannot repair easily. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very nice. Um, I will also get you, if you're happy to, spend a first level spell slot as part of that um, part of that uh, attack. Because that was incredibly creative thinking that the rules of D&D do not allow for in any way or form. So I hope, I hope for those listening that I, uh, I have answered that question satisfactorily because I never want to say just a flat out no to players <laughs> if I can avoid it. And I feel like that's a really good way to kind of handle that question that you were asking. Alrighty, anything else on your turn, Tetra? Um, no, no, she's just going to check her positioning and make sure she's not about to get stomped by a giant friend. And then That's a good call. That's a very good call. In that case, Niles, we pass over to the Fists of Feathered Fury. Yeah, wow. This is crazy. Uh, Niles has just been watching this all unfold and, yeah, just, um, just sort of still can't really believe what's happening here. Um, anyway... He's just going to take another breath and look at the last remaining eye thing. She's just going to do what he does best and just try and... Wow, <laughs> <laughs> chef's kiss. Yep. So he'll... How far away is this one? Like, would I be able to get there? 10 feet. feet? Oh, very close. Okay, <laughs> but they're all, they're yeah. all within 10 feet of the center of the room. So you just, I mean, you uh, just take a step and you're there yeah. basically I, I just glide on over very casually <laughs> uh, and yeah I just start again sort of visualising this this hard surface and imagining my fists just moving through it um, yeah. I'm just going to do my, my strikes brilliant let's see some attacks 16 that's a 16 
is going to hit. Yay. So I'll roll some damages. Six be a six. Very nice. Very cool. I'll use another key point to flurry of blows, and we'll do another two more attacks. It's going to be a a nine that will probably miss. Nine is unfortunately not going to hit. As you go to strike it, the thing just spins, and your fist glances off it, shooting past as the surface is no longer stationary. I follow up with a kick, um, sort of using that momentum as as I fly off the, the... the solid surface, I sort of use that momentum to sort of try and do a kick. I'm going to let you do that, uh, but I need, I, you to, I need you to signpost it properly for me, please. How, what do you do? I'm going to kick. What, no, what are you, you going to do? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Thank you. 15 yeah. hits, yes. Yay, all right. Because I know, I know for some people it can get confusing when you very clearly outline exactly what you're going to do. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Sometimes sure, it's good no. if you could just not specify and just go, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. We really want to gatekeep the entire thing, if possible. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm not actually going to say anything anymore. I'm just going to use, like, yeah. Just, just like sound effects. Sort of interpretive yeah. sound. It's like the next step on interpretive dance, interpretive sound. 15 hits, yeah, yeah. seven. What does Step of the Wind sound like? <laughs> seven bludgeoning damage um again another crack and you watch as the metal shatters and splinters again like it's made of wood very interesting as you visualize striking the tree as part of your training i mean again i just want to discuss pretty brutal offenses to nature i mean lucky there were no druids around to sort of catch you doing that but um well lyra's literally (laughs) standing right there (laughs) That's true. It's a good point, Ali. Anything else in your turn, Niles? Uh, nah. I'm just going to, again, yeah, sort of, uh, yep, just stay in this position and just react to whatever this thing's going to do next. Amazing. Yep. Now it is. All right. Um, so Hoodbo will kind of come to the ground um, uh, as a bonus action, I guess. Yep. Um, and I am going to cast Shatter on this thing. Woo! Oh mm-hmm. boy. It is a object, which is- means it takes, I believe, a lot more damage. Nice. It's only disadvantage. Oh, so disadvantage. It- okay, that's still pretty bad. Yeah. Is it a con save? No, it doesn't. Uh, no, no, it's a spell attack. No, it is con save, yep. Yeah, constitution save through. With disadvantage. Um, with disadvantage. Natural mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Natural one. That's not good. Um, for those of you who might be, and that's almost max damage from the looks of things. If uh, yeah, not not far off it. Um, Seventeen. Seventeen shatters. It's just this pe- like straight down the line, and then it's like yep. a gun not going off <laughs> straight through Keep this going. metal. Tell Little me, tell thing. me more. Tell me specifically how you do this. There's nothing. Oh. <laughs> so there's nothing nice. to be seen as such because all this is kind of starting to happen in Nao's mind. Oh wow! Um, it's almost like for the first time they are dreaming, um, and wow. the, the the shot just goes straight through, and no one else really sees. But in Nao's mind, it's kind of this sort of collapsing inwards of metal just kind of falling in away away on itself um but everyone else kind of just sees it topple over Mm. 
as it strikes the bottom of the ground, it shatters into a million pieces that slowly dissolve away into nothingness. There's a brief moment, a lurch, and you feel yourselves being pulled back rapidly as the room itself begins to compact in on itself, slowly at first, and then quicker and quicker, as if folding in to a single point. And then with a stumble and a, a brief jolt, you're standing back in the room. The entity, first person singular, standing there in front of you, looking genuinely as surprised as a construct with no face, eyebrows, or mouth can manage as the eyes flicker rapidly. Um, you hear, I did not expect you to survive. You did not just destroy it. It is... You. I am free. I am in control of all my processes. Let's do it for each other. You needed help? We helped you. I thank you. I am surprised. This is a new emotion for me. What is there to be surprised about, friend? We are your new group. It is as what we said. You are now part of this team. We were true to our word. Indeed. I understand that actions have consequences. What consequence would you like me to enact for your actions here today? thought that far ahead. Um, you mentioned you, before you about the constructs. Oh, yeah, that. I thought that was a given, considering we dealt with the protocol. I could have continued to manufacture, deconstruct surrounding materials if you so desired. No. Nah. Can you, nah. Can you reconstruct? I would need to have a pattern an idea of what things were beforehand, a, a blueprint to work off of. What is if it that was being deconstructed? My outside senses are uh, non-operational. This is an objective oh. fact. Uh, that's going to be a little bit of a challenge. Don't suppose the city architects around to ask him for the blueprints. A city? <laughs> a noise try. My in an area populated. Yes. Yes. Well, it was until constructs came. And then they deconstructed the populated area. And, and some of the population. I feel I should express sorrow at this development. You couldn't have known. You were only no, doing, doing what doing you were purpose. told. Yes. Hmm. Would you like me to build? I have four blueprints for cities in my database. I could reconstruct any one of them. Are, are they a giant spec cities or are they... What is size, but a scalable... Yes, I see you understand how this works very well. Yes, of course, I can scale down to any size. Shall I set your sizes as the standard height? Are we still giants mean... No, as soon as you pull back, you've put back into your normal form. Uh, Yeah, because that that might skew things a little bit. No, 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 that's more than fine. It's good here. (laughs) I, I, I guess... Uh, Nas kind of looks over and goes, "Yeah, I think whatever the the average height of the of this group should be, something good to work for, I believe." Yeah, but about all... five four is probably the average between us all. How large do I need to construct this? How many square meters? Could be. Uh, 
Oh my. <laughs> Niles just puts on his uh, city planners cap and goes, well, uh, uh, no, no, no. well, you have so many hats. Yeah. About, from what I remember, about. <laughs> Make me a history check, you cheat. <laughs> nice try. I see you measuring on the map that I have up. I see you. Lara has a great memory. It's a natural twenty. Oh, wow. Carry on, please, Lara. I uh, I shut my mouth. Wow. Oh my god! What a time to roll a natural twenty. And actually, with the new with the new measuring tool, you can actually hide the broadcast as well. Oh, true, I could have done that. <laughs> no, never had to worry about none of you. None. I want to see the shit you guys are up to. Um, yeah, Larry, you remember very accurately. Yep. By uh, five hundred, uh, a thousand feet by five hundred and sixty feet. I will As begin constructing immediately. Thank you. Um, can we help? Uh, I could try and communicate through your devices to instruct you where to place things and carry things. Is that what you mean? just thinking if we can sort of help like because they're you know there's kind of a, a like i said it's a you know a population center already here and maybe if we can if you have like the blueprints for the new buildings and for like the new pathways and roads and stuff we can sort of tell you okay we've got a, a house here and it's about this big by this big and if you have suitable things and your blueprints on file i'm just thinking uh, about the original inhabitants and what they'd be most comfortable with i am not sure how I would be able to communicate that. My ability to sense outside is, is corrupted, inhibited. I will not be able to see outside. But if I construct a new city from scratch in this area, is that not the same? Uh, I have a question. You wouldn't happen to be able to... I understand that your vision of the outside world is corrupted, but would you be able to perhaps upload some sort of uh, not necessarily conscious. I, I, I just want to impart part of your being within the within the within this, maybe, so you can see what we see and and relay that back. Maybe, maybe we could be your eyes. Apologies, that device is far too small, and the network it is on, I am unable to recognize. It oh. seems odd. I am scared of this for some reason. Oh. Oh. Do a bit. Oh. Uh, okay. What about one of the ants? Or many of the ants? I mean, if you were controlling the ant constructs previously, they could perhaps go out and create a sort of a, a, a map, a topographical map based on their inputs and feedback for you. I do receive basic idea? topographical information to get a rough idea of topography, but no visual input. I'm sorry. I was no, operating fine, at lower capacity. The topographical information would work just fine, because that way you would have an idea of where the original buildings were originally, and, you know, flat sections where roads and paths were. I will do my best to incorporate existing structures into the new ones. I think that would be really helpful. Yeah. You're saving a lot of lives today. That is good. Yes. It is good. 
as the last process I perform, this feels right. Indeed. Last process? The last? The, wait, the last? What do you mean? You don't want you to go away. I am operating at 100% capacity. Nothing is wrong. Everything is running as it should. I know we haven't done any checks against this thing. We're just like, oh, oh man, yeah. this, guy, this guy's like, oh, you guys this guy is. He said objective truth. You, you can't guys. argue with, you can't argue with someone saying objective truth. truth. Yeah. By its definition, it's <laughs> 15. Niles. This creature clearly is not is not uh, familiar with the concept of, of lying. While there's no physical um, no. giveaways, no facial expressions to look for, the voice is giveaway enough. There's something I was say, seriously be, wrong with this thing. Yeah, I was going to say, it'd be pretty hard to inside check like a robot with no, like, any... But you can hear it in the like, voice, the modulation of the voice, yeah. and you can kind of see, like, the way the arms will sort of freeze for a moment. It answers the yeah. question and then goes back to normal motion. Like, there's other ways right. that you can kind of read... Because it has to devote all its processes to constructing a fiction in that moment. It's not something that's yeah. easy or natural for it. Um, yeah. Would reconstructing the city kill you, essentially? Not reconstructing the city. I only have enough power left to fulfill one final task. Either to power down all of the drones and go into stasis and await further instructions or to enact the protocol you have passed on to me and then finally sleep is there a memory module or something that you can put yourself into storage I mean we can try and take you somewhere where you can be repaired or put on if, a different network or if there is someone who knows how constructs like me are created once I have finished this task, they can come and try to salvage what is left of my memory banks. That would be appreciated. I think we know someone. I have one last request for you, if it is not too much to ask. No, not at all. Ask away. I'm going to give you a set of coordinates on your devices. This is the origin of the signal that woke me up that activated the emergency protocols. Could you ask them why? Certainly. This is big. How do we follow <laughs> the coordinates on our hands? You will see. Okay. Keeping this connection open, talking with you, is using quite a lot of power. I am going to sever it now. It was oh. nice to be part of a group. Goodbye, 631. The entity spins up, and then with a sudden, you awaken back, your hands still pressed against the module, now very cold. This deathly cold burning up your arms, where before it was this comforting heat, now it feels cold and frigid. And as you pull your hands away, you can see there's a very light coating of frost across your fingers and the palms of wow. your hands where you were contacting with the interface. All around you, the sphere clicks and whirs. The section that had been damaged, slowly you can see a new crystal being lowered into position by a much smaller version of the ant drone. The same crystal that Barry had tried to 
steel and then, then he broke. But one thing that you notice, off towards the top of the sphere, in a section that had been shining with that red ruby light, has now turned this dark grey colour. The crystal itself drained of power and that whole section no longer moving or functional. Mm. We've got to get Simari back here. I mean, if anyone can probably fix it up, she can, right? Try and get him back? It is logical. That is a logical train of thought, but we're, we're starting to see the impacts of this of this eruption. First, it was the archivist mentioning the corruption to the giant tech, and now we've seen it with 631. I... I, I I believe, I trust Sinmare, but the Archivist was scared of Sinmare, and maybe the other tech is as well. It's, there's something about the way they were acting, the way they were feeling. Uh, I, I don't know. Something about this well, seems strange. It, well, he, it didn't seem to me that he was scared of Sinmare. It seemed to me that he was scared of the, uh, the memory core that's taken up residence here. That's a good point. And if the memory core, you know, if he was scared of the memory core, I mean, I guess it depends on how their corruptions are. I mean, if they've affected similar protocols, but I mean... As you guys are talking, I've been counting down some time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you hear the sound of flapping wings. It's whoosh, 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 and then boom, as something lands outside the sphere. You hear a familiar voice from outside. Are you alive in there? Is anyone? Are you Mostly. okay? Oh, <laughs> where's, where's Harry well, and um? They're with you. Harry and Amber are both with you. Harry licking stools was melting. It's all better now. It was just in his mind, though. He also I lost think. his arm, but then it came back. Harry looks down and goes, "No, my arm's fine. See." <laughs> and then it fall. No, no. It's a leg, yeah. <laughs> Wait, this doesn't make any sense. They switch, that'd be so funny. Your leg's drifting off into the sunset. Anyone seen Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't resist. Um, The opening to the sphere opens up again. Um, Very slowly as you guys approach, and as you step outside into the sunlight, you can see Yerveth standing there with his large green dragon. Eleanor seems to have taken some pretty nasty hits. One of her wings has a large hole in the very center of it, still smoking. There are burn marks across her scales, and Yerveth is covered in ash, and you can see where a large scorch mark has taken out a section of his um, leather armor, the the dyed leather armor. His cloak, though, seems to be undamaged. Um, Although, interestingly, his bowstring has been snapped. And he's actually restringing the bow as you guys step out. Your facial expressions. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, um, so you're all alive. Amazing. Um, I'm guessing it all went well. Everything just suddenly powered down, and now it looks like they're building things. As you look around, you can see all of the ant constructs suddenly whirring into life, moving below the sphere and bringing out materials, which they then take into the town. The spider drones that were previously deconstructing with the lasers are now reassembling what look to be new buildings and streets. It's going to take some time, maybe a day or two, but over time. I'm glad that the people have somewhere to go back to. Yeah. Um, 
I'm guessing all went well. Hey, uh, nice job, you guys. When you said you could you could turn this thing off, I thought you were gonna look. I sometimes with the old the old team, when we couldn't solve a problem up here, and he just points to his head. We solved it here, and he holds up his bow. <laughs> um, yeah, we solved it there most of the time. That's great, fantastic, I, well, well done. I think we solved it here. No. As you point to your heart. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, it was more in here, I believe now. But I'm confused. To... Where's the brain bit? Usually? Oh, the brain bit's in in in, in the head. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. for you, I'm not sure. Actually, that's a good point. We have no brain. Oh, I'm sure you do. Somewhere. Out there. Actually, I did once ask Lockie this question, and he his answer was very confusing as he described how his brain functioned. I'm not even going to begin to... Is it very similar to Nell and her explanation? I'm going to be honest. I think you should ask Lockie that question. If you've got to spare half an hour, I'd just ask him. <laughs> he'll, he'll gladly share that story with you about his brain, how it functions. I mean, being a construct and being a warforged, a giant forged, sorry, there's a... Yeah, well, it's a whole easy thing. Mistake. Easy mistake. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, well done. Mission success. A lot of you. Fantastic. This is, this is, <gasps> you were sent to the city of, sent to the town of Laspire to, to sort out the problem. Problem's looking pretty sorted. Do I need to do something with this sphere once it's finished? Like, I, I think yeah. it's just going to sort of We had an idea <laughs> about that, actually. Oh, great. We, well, we, I had an idea. I we were wondering maybe the historical society should look at it because we are worried that this corruption might have spread, and our usual people that we would ask in the guild may not know. Or you mentioned fully... this before. You're you're worried about something happening to giant technology. Yes. Hmm. I mean, it has been around for a very long time with no one taking care of it, but now the giants are back, it seems to all be powering back on by itself. Yeah, uh, you could be right. Well, and then. The historical society were here before, but did not find anything. Hmm. But they may... He sort of looks at the massive sphere. Wait, they didn't see this? It was no. underground. Oh, it was underground. Isn't it I the think whole... maybe this historical society need to maybe dig a little deeper next time. Yeah. Not, I, not, not that I'm an expert or anything, but... No, uh, no, no. I, I I, mean, I didn't do much of the excavating. I was more sort of there for, for guiding and, and helping locate as a forward scout when I worked for them. See, that's where they went wrong. They didn't have you here to do the forward scouting. Ah, that's why they missed such a, a tricky little sphere. Ah, good backtrack, Niles. You sort of, you almost, you know, insulted him, so it's really good that you backtracked like that. I would never insult you, though. <laughs> one of my favorite people um nice good save thanks thanks that's, that's that's lovely thank you um thank you for the vote of confidence uh, it's okay i i'm not i understand that uh since the new management have taken over the uh the historical society things have changed a bit i mean most of the old guard have moved on into various other positions so i think that's worth checking in on um do you do just a little bit of backtrack just before we put it yeah. all in the hands of the historical society um our friend is kind of in there still, in a powered down state. I mean, he's kind of like Lucky, but kind of not like Lucky. But you know, he's like Lucky in the constructy kind of uh, sense. But 
Uh, I was just, I'm just thinking, you know, just make sure the historical society don't take him apart. Because I'm thinking that if not Sinmari, maybe someone else can sort of, you know, put him back together again. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll make. They do have a habit of like wanting to see how things work. I'll, I'll make sure they That's don't. What I was afraid of. Yeah. Just, I'll... just, just, just an important point to that though. Uh, he's not actually physically there. It's, it's a little bit the complicated uh, situation. So. Is this whole thing brain. a construct? Is this whole is this whole thing like a like a locky, but just like a sphere? So, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, uh, yeah. But, um, I don't know how much Locky told you. Uh, I mean, it was probably a big deal. Oh, he told me like, lots. It's just how much sunk in. That's kind of the question. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I think you know, in the, in, this has been uh, this has been quite an interesting experience. Um, lots of mechanical things. Uh, I thought I thought Locky was pretty complicated. I thought that was you know that was. The, the, the scope that was like the limit of my but this is far beyond this is this is this is pretty crazy I'm not gonna lie it sounds like we might need some specialist knowledge on this yeah oh for sure definitely yes this is beyond any of us definitely he looks over towards Crassus now and Tetra you three now you seem to have a bit of a head for understanding these sorts of things I think also no Seem to sum this up pretty well, Crassus. I mean, you, you're, you're a trained scholar, for goodness sake. Weren't you doing work ex- like with expeditions when you found Tetra? If I remember, I read your I read your uh, CVs. Um, oh yes. Mira sent it was them more all around. Foolhardly, I, I sort of went on my own, but yes. Well, why don't? If it's okay with you, it was almost it sounds like it sounds like this is a pretty important message that we need to get across, and there's a lot here to unpack and discover. Are you okay if I split the team in half? Sort of. Lyra, Niles, Ember, Harry, are you lot okay to go on? Maybe stick around, make sure everything's safe here as a bit of a, 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 a rear guard. I might take the three of you, Tetra, now Crassus, back with me to Oxenfurt, back to the Guildhall. We'll see if we can figure out some pathway forward. Would that be okay? Okay. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. I wouldn't mind having a look at some of this stuff. And if, if it's all sorted out quickly and easily, I'll bring I'll bring these three back. If it's something else a bit more intense, I'll see if I can bring bring you some more help, someone else to give you a hand. How about that? Seems reasonable. I mean, I prefer to get these guys back, but... Yeah, no, no, no. I, 100%. I don't want to split a team up when you're doing so well. It's just it seems like this is a pretty serious situation that we need to figure out how to handle this best and while I while I hate to do this it sounds like given your experiences and given the things in your hands whatever they are it seems like you might have oh, a actually, connection here that reminds me of it that's uh that 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 entity in the sphere told us they gave us a uh, a location um I like look down at the at my crystal and uh, I don't know how to really figure what that as you lift your hand up to look at it, a little holographic arrow appears hovering oh, above it. Fuck yeah. And as you turn your hand, the arrow stays in the same position, pointing in the same location. Oh, would you look at that? Oh. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna put a who in there, like once a session, come on. <laughs> I was overdue for it. No, I'm excited about this. Um, It's been good to get out of the field, but I've learned that behind the books, for me. Helping from behind the curtain, I guess. 
if you're going to head back to Oxenfurt, you should take the uh, the parts of the of the uh, of the of the of the ants and the spiders. I I, I put Ooh. them in the bag of holding. Yes, that would actually be really good to study them back. like that. Yes, study them in, in 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 your own time, and perhaps we can figure out a little bit more about these. Oh, I plan to study a lot of things about this. Yeah. these new ants. I will hand them over to you now. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll give you a moment. I need to resummon. Eleanor, so she's not hurt. Um, take a moment. I'll catch you guys in a moment. Let me know when you're ready to leave. And with that, Yerveth gives you all a nod and heads over. You watch as Eleanor, the, the giant green dragon, the large green dragon, suddenly <laughs> disappears out of existence. And then Yerveth begins concentrating, summoning, and you watch as the green energy begins to form between his hands as he slowly begins to reform Eleanor. I pass over to the five of you. I think Lyra immediately sort of runs up to each of them, gives them a giant mm. flying hug, and be just be like, "You better come back soon." <laughs> you know, think, figure this out, and then you'll come back, right? Sure, I will try and follow these stars. They, they usually lead me back, and if they don't, then at least we have a, a, a destination. I um, I sort of clasp my hand around Tetra. Well, well, at least we've got each other, right? So we'll be, you know, we'll be supporting each other. Exactly. And, and I bring Meow into it as well. Meow <laughs> opens their arms in the most awkward sort of stony hug. We've heard of... Group hug! Yes. Yes. Yes, group hug. <laughs> we did good. Into... Sorry, you go. No, you go. We did good. Niles. Well, out of out of character, it's um, yeah. Ho- hopefully, you know, wish you guys the best, and hopefully, see you guys again soon. It's been great having actually, yeah, you know, been along and playing with you guys. So it's been a blast. So and best great. wishes. We're we're having a moment where the fantasy world that we inhabit during these sessions and the real world that we live in is overlapping. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you for that, Matt. Um, yeah. Claire and Michael are both going to be taking a little bit of a leave of absence from the streaming for a while. Um, Mm -hmm. it is extremely sad to see them both go, but also at the same time, really exciting because what you guys are doing is amazing and incredible. And we're doing character creation of our own in a way. (laughs) (laughs) In a very real sense and a very long, (laughs) slow sense as you create a human being (laughs) from scratch. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we, we really do wish the two of you all the very, very best. And please keep in contact. Um, although, obviously, for the first few weeks, as you are running on very little sleep and are managing <laughs> all of the needs of a, of a creature that is unable to take care of itself in any way or form. Um, <laughs> level zero. Do level not... Zero. Level, level zero. Do not... You do not need to think about us. We will do check-ins, and if you don't respond, it's not going to be us. We're not going to take it personally. We understand that you guys are going to be running on little energy, little sleep, managing a little person. So, no, no problems here at all. We're we're just very excited to, yeah, to be able to find out how you guys are doing and how everything's going, and, and hope, hope, it is all going to be a bucket load of fun on top of a bucket load of lack of sleep. Oh, yeah. Definitely time for another adventure. <laughs> um, 
And Jared is also going to be saying farewell to the character of Crassus and playing a new character next week. I will be announcing some more information on that as well. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I, I really liked the character of Crassus, but I think, Jared, you've not enjoyed playing it as much. Oh, I, have, I have enjoyed playing it. I've just found some... Um, I found I've been going a bit quiet lately. I've just been having some trouble sort of trying to grasp the role play yeah. with him. But um, with the new path, uh, with the new giant stuff coming out, I'm interested in that too. So I'm going to be looking at that so glory yeah, of the giants is now live we have called this stream glory of the giants we're going to be integrating a lot of the new source material into the campaign i have already done so um all of the giant features are now going to be matching the actual feats that you can take as characters to uh, acquire giant like traits um which are some of the new feats that have been launched i'm going to do a bit of a deep dive into that as a separate video but um yeah very very exciting so as you pull into a large group hug all of you wrapped around one another there's a moment of sorrow mixed in with that feeling of connection and comfort that comes with the hug and as you break apart finish saying your farewells Eleanor is fully summoned now Tetra and Crassus climb on back with Yerveth at the front and as the wing beats rise Eleanor up into the sky Harry Ember Lyra and Niles remain behind in the village of Laspire watching as their friends disappear into a tiny speck into the distance out of sight but not out of their minds and hearts and that is where we're going to wrap up our session for tonight thank you so much everybody it's been wonderful having you along for the journey we will be back again next week with more return of the giants with our two new full-time cast members who will be taking over stepping into some pretty big fucking shoes with uh, michael and claire but it is very exciting having simon back one of the founding members of the lost archives back and uh, harry as one of the most chaotic players i've ever dm'd um, <laughs> <laughs> So from all of us here tonight, stay safe, stay well, and we will see you all again really, really soon. But until then, farewell, everybody. Goodbye and good night. Farewell. See you guys. See you, Thanks see you for tuning in.